Hey everybody and welcome to DCI number 30. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I got to talk with Joseph Hodgewood, who is one of the two founders and developers uh, at a studio called Bear Cowboy in Chicago. And they're currently working on Charlotte Seeker, which is a top-down, roguelike, um, dual-stick shooter inspired by Zelda. Yeah. It's pretty interesting looking, and it's currently in the middle of its Kickstarter campaign, and uh, we had a great conversation talking about the game, and just really everything around the game. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to find out more information about Darkstation, you can do that at darkstation.com. You can follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com. If you want to subscribe to us, we are on iTunes. We're the Darkcast. While you're there, give us a review and let us know what you think of the show. And finally, if you want to shoot us an email, you can do that at podcast at darkstation.com. If you want to find out more information about Charlotte Seeker or Bear Cowboy, then check out the links in the show notes of this episode. As always, thanks for listening. Now on with the show. doing pretty well how about you guys i'm doing all right doing all right yep and brian's doing all right too (laughs) (laughs) interpret interpret that how you will um so i guess before we get started talking about the uh video game if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and uh and what you do at bear cowboy and also explain how you came up with the name uh, of the studio because it's it's great I love it. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like it. It's, uh, well, I'm Joseph, and I'm uh, half of Bear Cowboy. Um, Are you the bear or the cowboy? Um, I'll go be the cowboy. I'll say Excellent. that. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, it, uh, it got started, it's, so it's, it's me and the guy I work with. His name's Dan, and um, we are, uh, we're actually students right now, and we met in a class a few years ago. And uh, the first game we ever worked on together was a this ridiculous game called Bear Cowboy, where you were you were a bear dressed as a cowboy trying to convince the citizens of this small western town that you were actually a person, so that they would elect oh, so you to it's be it's their like chicken boot with, with but with bears. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, I'm sold. Where can I pick up Bear Cowboy? <laughs> we, we never got around to finishing, and I think someday we're gonna pick it back up though, because it's just so funny. That's the, yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like well, where this is going so far. This yeah, is great. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I guess as far as what I do at Bear Cowboy, mm-hmm. uh, I pretty much, I mean, I I do everything. I work on the game, and then I do everything that isn't the game. So I do all the business stuff. I do all the PR stuff, and then I also code and design. So, so what is there left after that? Uh. Uh, well, <laughs> Dan also does coding and design, and then we, um, we've got a friend of ours up here. His name's Spencer, doing our music, and we found this really cool guy online uh, named T-Nurb to uh, do our pixel art. Mm. Okay. Very cool. Um, so you mentioned that you're still in school. Um, where are you at? Uh, we both go to Columbia College, Chicago. 
Okay. And uh, we're both. Yeah. You are, you are in one of the prime hubs of gamedom right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty fun. We actually went out uh, last night with a few local game developers that aren't from our school for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, what a fun night. Picked up uh, Need for Speed 2 Underground for the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. It's... That was a bargain title? Yeah, yeah. We went to... <laughs> there's, this, there's this cool little place around here that's like a uh, record shop, like vintage game store and uh, if you buy something they give you the code to go back in this back room full of arcade machines on free to play mode wow so we went and uh, hung out there for a bit last night cool so, yeah. very nice so uh, you still have a, a playstation and a tv that you can hook up a playstation 2 uh play it m- <laughs> much to my surprise we do actually someone in my apartment owns a playstation 2 Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, that's That's been my biggest uh, source of dismay um, with, like, my older consoles. Like, I have an NES, and I don't have a TV that I can hook it up to. <laughs> yeah. So that's... Uh, obviously, PS2 is not quite that old and has composite inputs, but still. Yeah. Um, one day, we'll get to a place where, sadly, there'll be no TVs that we can hook up to PS2s to. It'll be a sad day. Um, so what are you, uh, I'm assuming you're, uh, studying game design? Uh, yeah, we actually, oddly enough, we're both, uh, studying audio for games. Okay. Uh, but we both kind of fell in love with programming and have been doing a lot of stuff outside of school, which is okay. what this project is. Gotcha. So, so this project is, has no bearings on, like, a school project or, or anything like that. Uh, nah, we're uh, we're kind of doing it through a class just because there's a professor at the school um, whose opinion we value, so he's kind of helping mentoring us with it, I guess. Um, <laughs> but as far as it being like for our education, it's it's it has no bearing on any of that. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so you said that you've um, that you're in Chicago. Uh, how long have you actually been there? What year are you? Uh, I've been here for about, I guess, about two and a half years now. Okay. Um, yeah, him and I are both graduating this semester. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, so, I guess, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, Charlotte Seeker, um, and kind of where you came up with the idea for the game, and, uh, how long you guys have been working on it. Okay. Well, I think we started on the game this past summer, um, so the summer of 2013, and um, it actually kind of started out as something more more along the lines of like a Binding of Isaac clone, um, okay. just because we were both really into that, we were both playing that and a lot of Spelunky at the time, mm. and um, so we started kind of playing around with that, and um, just kind of as we started implementing features and getting along with the design... Um, we started picking up these kind of twin-stick shooter elements, and they kind of ended up taking over the game as we went along. And so that kind of turned it into what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it's... So I guess I should talk a little bit about what the game is. Yeah, I would um, say, what, what, what exactly is it today? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a... What I've kind of been talking, uh, touting it as is a, uh, a modern reinterpretation of the twin-stick shooter. 
Um, so we're kind of taking the the twin stick shooter genre and applying some of the popular uh, roguelike elements that have been popping up in other genres today to the twin stick shooter. Now, I, the twin stick shooter already kind of has those kinds of elements um, because it's a little more arcadey. Um, but the big thing that we think is different about Charlotte Seeker, as opposed to like you know like Smash TV or a more classic twin stick shooter, is that we've got like all of these choices that you can make about the power ups that you get, and um, there's a lot of terrain in the game. Um, whereas when I think of something you know like Geometry Wars, the terrain is kind of just the enemies. We have these big randomly generated levels with environmental hazards. Uh, in addition to obviously lots of enemies and bosses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is it um, is it more arena based, uh, where you kind of uh, put down into to one area and you're fighting waves of enemies? Because uh, watching some of the the videos, the way the levels are designed, it almost kind of looks like it's uh, there are other places to go. Like it's a uh, you know it progresses kind of like a a more traditional level. So what it ends up, uh, right now, the way it's designed is it's, um, you start out, it's kind of like you start in like a hub where you're in kind of a big open room and there are uh, paths going out in the four cardinal directions. Hmm. And at the end of each of those uh, spokes is a mini boss. And once you defeat all the mini bosses, you get teleported back to the, the area you started in and fight the main boss for the level you're in. Okay. All right, that makes sense. It also looks hella fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. Yeah, yeah it keeps we're 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 you know we're still tweaking the pacing a bit, but um, that's kind of the goal is to kind of push you along and um, kind of keep you running from stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So who is Charlotte and what is she seeking? <laughs> She's uh she's seeking the treasure on this like crazy lost spaceship. We um we actually came up with the story, the the kind of story for the game actually pretty late in development. Um, we sat down one night to uh to actually figure out what the name of the game was going to be a few months ago, and um, through figuring out the name, we ended up kind of developing this character, and figuring out what exactly she was doing. And and what we kind of came up with, now a lot of this is kind of outside the game, is that um, you're on this kind of like long-lost abandoned spaceship with uh, all of this like crazy futuristic technology, and you didn't even know that the ship existed until you found it, and you crash-landed on it, and now you're stuck on it, and you're trying to find your way out. Hmm. And she's kind of this... Uh, this kind of badass, uh, like, treasure hunter type deal. We kind of think of her as, like, a cross between um, Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And she's kind of just looking for treasure, but it's a lot less about the money and more about just the, the thrill of finding it. Okay. That's neat. Okay. Were there any uh, games in particular? I know you mentioned uh, you know, playing a lot of uh, Spelunky and... Uh, Bonnie of Isaac when you kind of first started working on it, but is there anything in particular that's kind of inspired you with the game that you're, I don't know, I guess maybe drawing elements from or drawing uh, inspiration from to try to not necessarily one-up, but, you know, uh, do your own version of? I mean, a lot of it still, I mean, like I mentioned, is The Binding of Isaac. 
Okay. Um, and I mean, uh, that's pulling, you know, we are still looking at stuff like A Link to the Past and um, looking at the stuff that he was pulling from to make that. Um, and we're also looking a lot, uh, actually, at a Resogun on the PS4 is something we've played a decent amount and kind of talked about, like, what they do uh, in this kind of similar genre, um, as well as Sorry, explosions. explosions. Yes, <laughs> lots and lots of explosions. Tons of particles everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Uh, now, there, there's... Oh, go ahead. Keep going. No, keep going, John. Okay. I was just going to say, there. there's something that... I, I can't really place my thumb on it, but there's something about the game that just reminds me of Mega Man. Like, it's not in the way that it plays, um, obviously, because it's a, a top-down dual-stick shooter and not a, you know, platformer. Um, but there is... I, is there anything that you kind of feel Mega Man vibes with the game? Um, or am I just totally off-base? <laughs> I mean, like, I, what's wrong I, with you? I mean, I guess I could see a little bit. It's definitely uh, like part of our kind of core philosophy with the game is we do really want it to be unforgiving. Okay. I mean, that's something we really like about um, just a lot of like retro games and a lot of the more modern stuff that we seem to be really into um, is very punishing, and mm-hmm. it's very much about uh, to progress. You really have to have a lot of skill in the game. Um, and so we're trying to put a lot of that in. I mean, Mega Man, the old Mega Mans are crazy hard. I didn't play them as a kid, and I went back and tried to play, actually, just the first one recently, and I could, couldn't could get anywhere. I was just so terrible at it. Okay. So so it's probably just that fear I have when I watch the, the video of the game being played. That's that's probably the Mega Man vibe I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, is this, yeah. Is, this, is it punishing, like... Punishing up until up, up until you learn the skills that you need to do it, and then it kind of opens up to you, or is it just kind of made to be unnaturally hard? Well, yeah, what we're going for is so that it's it's punishing until you kind of get it, you know, it's it, kind, of, it, it, kind of like Dark Souls ish. Right. It's we want to get be able to we want to create a place for the player to kind of express themselves in these these really complex systems. Um, because I think uh, Dark Souls is something we like a lot too, but like I definitely think in Spelunky, part of what's so good is that you can players you get kind of a personal style when you play a lot of Spelunky. You you get items Absolutely. you like, you have strategies that you prefer, and we think that a lot of that comes about because the game has such expressive and deep mechanics. And at the end of the day, everything is everything is fair. You know right. that what affects you. You know when the when the uh, the arrow trap fires. If you're in the way, you get hit. If something else in the way, it's going to get hit, no matter what it is. Right. And and it's it's those mechanics that you can use both to your advantage and you know once you get cocky, um, to hit you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what kind of so traipsing around this world? I'm I'm especially looking at a bunch of the uh, uh, the gifts that you have on the uh, the Kickstarter page. Okay. She's firing a lot. Of weapons, what's yeah. what? What kind of things can we expect to 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 be using that right stick to uh, to shoot with? Well, so right now it's you know like you've seen a lot of the gifts. It's there's a couple basic ones right now. Uh, there's a, a shot that lets you let your bullets bounce. There's one that splits your shot up. Um, there's one where the bullets explode. Um, and we're we're toying around with the ideas of a lot of them right now. Um, 
the big ones I've got bouncing around in my head are a lot of like um, elemental effects. So, you know, like things where you can like set things on fire or you could have like electricity bounce between enemies when it hits them. Um, and then it doesn't do it. I know it, it shows it off in one of the gifts, but it doesn't do it in the game yet. Um, all of these power-ups will combine together. Um, we don't have so it I could have in... electricity that explodes. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. That bounces around and splits and um, yeah. And we've got uh, I think we've got another one running in the build right now where the bullets uh, will home kind of not uh, not quite like seek towards them, but kind of just lean towards the enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just we don't have that up yet. Part of the reason we don't have more uh, up is just because we are doing this Kickstarter to get the money to buy more art. Hmm. Um, okay. So a lot of these, uh, a lot of the weapon effects we want to do that we have ideas for uh, would require more art to field it. Um, yeah. Are there, are there like weird balance issues that go into this many like kinds of different weapons and then having to work, have them work together? Yeah, there definitely starts to be. Um, I mean, when I've watched, you know, I've watched uh, a lot of people play the game in person, and I've watched all the people play it on YouTube. Um, I mean, right now, the split shot is kind of overpowered. It seems to be everybody's first choice. I think partially just because it's a lot easier to aim with. I don't know if it's necessarily because it does more damage. A lot of people cite that they pick it because then they don't have to aim. Um, and that's really the just, you know, as development goes on and as we play the game more, all of that starts to, you know, fall in line. Hmm. Now you said it's their first choice. Um, do you like go into do you do you enter with like a loadout? Uh, so what what you'll eventually do in the game uh, is at the very beginning you'll actually pick your secondary power up. Um, but right now, uh, because there is only the one area, we allow you to also pick a weapon modification. Um, so right now, when you kind of spawn at the beginning, you can either pick between the ability to do like a short range teleport. Or slow down time, and then you can pick between the bounce, the explosion, and the split shot for the gun. Okay, all right. So you mentioned getting uh, like more power ups and combining them and stuff. Uh, will that just be a, a thing that happens as you kind of progress? That's you know, um, you know, if you start off with the split shot, then as you you know maybe beat a boss, like you've then now your split shot gun has. Uh, electrical effects, or how how would that kind of work? So yeah, pretty much like that. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Nuclear Throne, but um, yes. I think we're actually going to just jack the thing that they do, uh, kind of. So it'll be when you beat a boss, <laughs> you'll you'll get to pick a power-up, and I think like what they do, we're going to give you a choice between a few. Okay. Um, and so, the, again... So it's that not kind like of... beat Scissor Man and get his scissors. Right, so it's not, yeah, it's not like Mega Man in that sense. Um but it'll be because again, it kind of goes back to we want to we want to let the player be expressive. So we we do want to limit that a little bit because it is a little more interesting if you have to make choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hope is that eventually what that will lead to is when you're presented with a choice of three, not only will you you won't just be picking the one you like, you'll be picking the one that goes best with what you have. Mm. Okay. okay. So you want it to be more of a kind of you you want it to get to the point where they're all you're not just going to pick the one that you're like okay i love this split shot more than anything else it's i'm going into this i've got this kind of weapon i do love the split shot but this explosive shot is going to do a lot better 
Exactly. And that's that's what we'd like. I mean, definitely people can have preferences. Um, but, you know, like right now, uh, like the split shot and the bounce is is particularly good because if you right if you if you're shooting the split shot and you miss with two of the bullets because you only hit the center one, then the the two auxiliary shots will bounce off the wall and they might hit something else. So even though bounce maybe isn't your favorite power, but if you've already got split, you might say, well, this is a really good combination, so I'm going to choose this. Okay. That's crazy. Crazy! So, um, are the, the weapons separate from the, the power-ups, or are those basically kind of the, the same thing? Getting, you know, additional uh, elemental effects or whatnot, that's, that's essentially a new weapon? Is that, am I understanding I, that right? Oh, well, I think actually the way we're going to do it right now is we, that's all just going to be kind of grouped together. The okay. idea is that she's kind of got this um, this kind of crazy gun arm attachment, um, kind not not unlike Mega Man, but she also she there does, it is yeah There's the, key. <laughs> the link <laughs> we've got a, we've actually we're getting a, the poster uh, we're getting together this weekend. We're commissioning a buddy of ours to do it, and um, he came up with this this really cool concept where. The gun is is attached to her arm, but it's not actually like part of her suit or anything. Mm-hmm. It just she can like transform it to kind of come down and engulf her arm, Mega Man style. And so that's kind of what we're rolling with. And so the idea is that as you kind of explore this ship, you're finding these like weird pieces of technology, and you're kind of integrating them into your weapon. Okay. Very cool. Um, so is the is the game gonna be uh, you know kind of a, a pure roguelike in the sense that you're gonna progress as far as you can and then you die and you start all the way over or you know certain games like Rogue Legacy have uh, you know introduced kind of a a progression to that that even though you're starting over you're still gonna be a little bit better than you were kind of the last time. We uh, definitely more on the pure side. Okay. Um, we're a big fan of um, we we played Rogue Legacy, and it, after a while, it it didn't feel like you were personally like your skill in the game was improving. It kind of felt like the game was the experience and the leveling up was kind of carrying you along. Mm. And the thing that we really like about stuff like Spelunky and Binding of Isaac is that. I mean, it is theoretically possible to sit down and beat Spelunky your first time through. If you're some kind of, like, insane gamer or whatever, you you could conceivably beat the game the first time. Um, Right. And we like that a lot. So there's a chance it could happen. (laughs) Yeah. Also, there's a better chance that I'll die on 1-1 my first time in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But as as long as there's a chance. Okay, we can work with it. It's there, yep. You know, that that's honestly the, the first time that I sat down to play Knights of the Old Republic. Um, that, there's, that a, was, there's a roguelike yeah, we hear about a lot. Yeah, I know. It's, but uh, <laughs> just random comment. Um, just, uh, I remember being frustrated because it was the, the first RPG I had ever played, actually. Um, but I was frustrated because I knew that I, need, I needed to do something in the game and... I knew I could be good enough, but my character wasn't good enough. So it's kind of the inverse of what you were just talking about. Right. Um, and that always is a nice feeling when you get to the end of an, an area and it's like, I did that because I'm good. Not because my character's good, but because I'm good. 
It's yeah. a feeling I don't get often because I'm terrible at games now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Um, but yeah, and there's certainly a place for those types of games, right? It's not that we just think that's you know an objectively bad design decision or something. It's just it's not what we want in this game. Sure. Makes sense. So, why Kickstarter? Well, primarily because we we ran out of personal funds. Um, Wait, we, you're, you're in college and you had personal funds to begin with? Uh, yeah, a little bit of them. A little bit of savings. We've both got some part-time jobs. Um, but we've just kind of, we've taken the game as far as we could with our own money. We're not taking any money from the the Kickstarter. Uh, all the what we're asking for is all set aside to do. You know, I mean, we've got Kickstarter fees and pay for the rewards, but then it is really just there. We need to, we've got a few pieces of software to license, and we've got to pay our artists and we've got to pay our musician. Hmm. They they don't create for free. No, unfortunately, they don't. Uh, not yet. No, they don't. You can't promise them a little off the back end. Be like, you know, come on, guys, you do this when this takes off. <laughs> if this takes <laughs> off, no, no, no. Of course it will. You're the designer. It has to take off. <laughs> <laughs> Your dream will fly. I mean, you know, that's what happens. If Dave Lang can do it, then then anybody can. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how's it? How's the Kickstarter uh, been working out? I mean, you guys, you know, you've got a you got a couple of days under your belt. Um, did you? Uh, we've talked to some other developers before who kind of went in with a real big, um, you know, kind of days planned out. This is this is how it's going. This is what we expect to make. Um, did you have a, a kind of a good plan, a good understanding of what was going in, or are you just kind of you know winging it and seeing what you guys can do? I think we had um, I think we had a, a pretty decent plan going in. Um, definitely, you know, we've had to wing some stuff as we went along and, um, and whatnot, but, um, it's, it's going okay. We're, we're a little behind where, where we should be based on the stats I've kind of looked at. Um, but we're definitely, we're not sunk or anything. Um, we're about, we're, we've got about 25% of our goal right now and we've got about, I believe, 22 days left. And, um... So yeah, I mean, we've just been we, we put it up, we put it up on Steam Greenlight. Um, I've went out, you know, I've been emailing press. I've been trying to get a hold of YouTubers to do videos, and uh, just you know that, and using our friends to kind of get the word out. Sure. So so what do backers get um, for some of the you know uh, as far as rewards uh, when they back uh, Charlotte Seeker? <clears throat> So we've got, you know, the kind of standard, like, you know, $10 is going to get you the game, 15 is going to get you the game and the soundtrack. Um, and then at 20 we actually went ahead and put, uh, like, an early access beta, um, just as kind of a way, it, it's less of a way of charging people more to play the game early and more of uh, giving people a way to kind of give us, uh, give us more if they want to, to kind of contribute to the development. Um, and then at 30 starts the stuff that I think is really exciting, which is uh, at 30 you get a, uh, a keychain, a holographic button, and a vinyl die-cut sticker of Charlotte. Um, and then everything above that all comes with that. 
Um, so we've got a poster, like I talked mentioned earlier. We've got a friend of ours doing a really cool kind of like uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, like video game box art style poster for the game. Um, we've got the shirt at 50. Um, and then we have like a few kind of random upper tier rewards. Uh, um, one of my one of my roommates crochets, and she's gonna make uh, little uh, like plushies of the worm enemy from the game for 150. And you can get like you can get our artist to do a pixel art portrait of you, or help us design a mini boss. Cool. What about both? Can you get a pixel art version of you that is a mini boss? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> we can do that. Pony up them dollars, son. Do <laughs> what you want. Uh, now you, you mentioned the holographic button, and my brain is thinking a button that you like depress uh but i'm thinking that you actually mean like one that you would pin to a shirt or something uh yeah okay because yeah. at first i was trying to think wait how do you make a holographic button <laughs> like your finger goes through the button what Dude, i must know more and you, then i was like wait a minute you wait, are no. the biggest fan of mass effect that i know all <laughs> they use are holographic buttons in that game I know, but we're not in twenty one thirty seven or whenever don't, that game takes place. Don't 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 poo poo their ideas. If they want to give out a holographic button, you let them do that. I wasn't gonna say they shouldn't. I wanted to find out how, and I wanted to get one. <laughs> you know how to get one. This isn't our first time we've talked about Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so holographic anyway. button technology. <laughs> Done by Bear Cowboy in the yep. uh, early 22nd century. Yeah, we're uh, we're changing it. We're we're changing the future. That's good to know. It needs to be changed. Uh... <laughs> Does it? Is this is this where Kyle Reese comes back and <laughs> has sex yes. with your mom? It's like what's going on? Dear God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I was thinking more like X Men go to the past and change. Oh, things. okay. All right. All right. That's. Um... That's more timely, considering. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> off of whatever that tangent yeah. is. Um, <laughs> Let's have a conversation that Joseph needs to be here for. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you mentioned the uh, the. Uh, sorry, my brain just escaped me. Uh, uh, you mentioned the uh, the plush uh, worm, the uh, pixel art. Uh, is there anything uh, kind of after that? Uh, for Sh Charlotte Seeker backers. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so you go. It goes uh, a worm plushie at one fifty, at three hundred, uh, a pixel art portrait at four hundred. Our uh, our musician will actually cover uh, the song of your choice in the style of the game's music. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's yeah, really, we, that's real personalized. Yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, we thought that would be a fun one. Uh, and then at 500, capping off our uh, extremely expensive rewards is um, helping design a mini boss. Very cool. Uh, do you have any uh, stretch goals uh, that you're, you know, hoping to get um, beyond getting just the the main um, funding? Yeah, just we've actually only got one, and it's uh, at twenty thousand dollars. We can put it on the Vita. Okay. Um, we're actually already licensed Sony developers for the platform. Um, so we've gone through that whole process and so we have access what, to... What does that actually mean? 
basically what that means is provided that we have the money to buy the dev kits and license our engine, we are totally ready to go to get the game out on the PlayStation Network on okay. the PS Vita. Very cool. So so what changes from um, you know making the game right now uh, to being able to make the game on the Vita? Like, is, I mean, there, is there anything special besides um, obviously having to, you know, get it to run on a Vita and getting dev kits and stuff like that? Is that kind of what the the money's for or what? I, I guess just my question is what separates, um, you know, making it now, making it for PC uh, and, you know, being able to or making it for PlayStation 4, making it for for Vita? It, yeah, I mean, it really is just so we're working in Unity. Okay. Um, which is, you know, a, a huge multi-platform engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it spits out to the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation Vita. Um, so I, I'm sure once we, you know, once we get dev hardware and we get the game running, there's going to be uh, some quirks. There's going to be some things we need to, to change to make the game, you know, optimization and just make it run well. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, it really should be a pretty smooth transition onto the hardware. It's just a matter of getting that hardware and then actually licensing uh, the engine for use. If you guys don't hit the stretch goal, um, is that still something that you want to pursue um, after it takes off for uh, for PC? Because yeah, uh, it... like just looking at this, it absolutely looks like it's a perfect fit for the Vita. Yeah, we definitely we definitely do. Um, I mean, it would be nice to go ahead and and get the money now so we could you know, do a simultaneous launch. Um, but regardless of how the Kickstarter turns out in regards to the stretch goal, um, we're definitely going to pursue the platform. You know, whether it's, you know, we can. there's a few other places that we've thought about maybe trying to pursue funding in the next year, um, as well as just waiting until we release the game first on the PC and assuming it, you know, it does okay, taking that first chunk of sales and using that to get it out on the platform. Because we we agree. I mean, we we both uh, both Dan and I have Vitas, and um, we love them. I mean, I think it's a really well suited game for the platform. I mean, I bought mine just really just to play Spelunky, and the only thing I play on it is Spelunky and Ollie Ollie. I've heard that was really good too. Yeah, it's great. It's it's deceivingly hard. Um, it, I did not expect it to be as difficult. As uh, as it is, but it's it's very fun. It's really satisfying when you land a big combo. Very cool. Brian, do you have uh, anything else before we get to the end game? No, I think I think we're ready. I think let's right. do this. All right. So uh, so our end game. Um, we uh, we originally came up with the concept, uh, kind of based off of. Uh, Inside the actor studio and the the questionnaire that James Lipton ends with. Okay. Uh, mine's not as long, uh, more video game focused, um, but we still ask the hard questions. Uh, so question really, it's it's one. just the hard questions. None of that's just it's just hard questions. <laughs> they only get worse as you go along, and one day we won't find this as funny. But it still is <laughs> more than anything else. Uh, <laughs> Uh, number one, um, who is your favorite video game protagonist? Uh, probably Samus. Yeah. Gun arm, awesome, cool, explorey chick. Okay, I can yeah. see where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, flipping the coin, um, who is your favorite antagonist? 
Um, I guess I'll just go back with, uh, I don't know, can I just say the Flood from the, from the original Halo? Yeah, I mean, you'd be wrong, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to him. I liked the Flood in the original Halo. It's cool. It's a good answer. Brian's wrong. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) I'll t- two against one. All right, I know where this is going. That's fine. <laughs> Question number three. What happened? No. Okay. Um. What's, <laughs> what's what's your favorite roguelike? Well, um, this this now since that encompasses nearly every video game that's come out in the last three years. <laughs> yeah, as long as long as I'm allowed to go with a uh, and people, I know people don't like this term, but a roguelike like. It's I, definitely... I will I will allow a roguelike like. Okay, it's definitely got to be Spelunky. At, yes, that that's really the only answer you could give. Yeah. Outside of the original Rogue. Yeah. Spelunky is that's that's where it's at right now. Who is your side question? Who is your favorite um, Spelunky like minifig? I uh. Who I actually... go, who do you adventure as? I actually really uh I really I go Spelunky guy. Okay. Uh, it's Straight up, bo- like indie. Yeah, I know it's a little boring just because he's the default, but uh, he is the one I like the most. I like—I uh, don't remember his name, but the robot is pretty cool as well. The robot's pretty awesome. I'm—I'm uh, I'm very much a uh, Van Helsing guy. Okay. Yeah. I like the the older gentleman with the hat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Um, what's your least favorite trend slash gameplay element slash theme slash trope? Um, from video games in the last couple of years, what would you like to see go away? Um, you're you're really welcome gr- to say questions with slashes in them because those were an awful lot. In that <laughs> <question>. <laughs> I, uh, I I can't remember who wrote this article, but there's a really great article that I read a few months ago uh, about Bioshock Infinite called "Press F to Intervene," and um, so that's that's what my answer is. Uh, I, I I'm kind of sick of the whole like deep uh moral choices that are boiled down to you just like pressing a button and uh the article is kind of about this um i didn't actually play bioshock infinite uh as a disclaimer but there's a scene where you're actually presented with the the dialogue pop-up that says press f to intervene and there's i i believe two characters are struggling and when you press F, you I think you stop that from happening. And if you don't actually press F, then nothing ever happens. The game will just sit there and, and kind of play this over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just kind of I'm over the whole linear narrative movie thing that's going on in games. Okay. Get behind that. Um, yeah. If you question number five, if you could try any other profession, what would you like to try? Wow. Um, yeah, nothing holding you back. I think at this point, I rocket scientist. Um, okay. Right. Like, NASA is just, like, the coolest thing. Absolutely. Um, they need sure. more funding, folks. Fund NASA. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Write your congressman. <laughs> All right. So, so do you want to... Do you want to build rockets? Do you want to fly rockets, or do you want to be in the rocket when it flies? Um, ooh, probably build the rocket. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would do so well uh, 
being in the rocket as much as i have these big grand dreams of you know like space travel like you know i was into like sci-fi stuff as a kid and living in space sounds awesome i uh, make it look really easy yeah they do and um (laughs) i you know i can get motion sick in a car pretty easily i don't think a spaceship would go very well okay yeah they'd probably they'd probably test you out of that beforehand yeah uh final question um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad is looking over the book of our deeds, uh, what do you want him to say to you? Wow. Um... Good job. That's simple. I like it. Yeah. And it's not, you know, the princesses in another castle, which seems to be the the, the answer of choice for most yeah. people don't want to really answer it. So if, I I were like a, if I were a clever man, that's probably what I would have said. Oh, you gave the real answer. I like that. You thought yeah. about it. No, it's, I'd prefer it's good. your answer to the clever man's answer. Honestly, every time somebody says uh, the princess is in another castle, it's like, really? That's what you want to hear after you've died? That you've gone to the wrong place? There's someone else, somewhere else you need to go? I know that I, that that's the last thing I want to hear. <laughs> I want to get there and have him ask me for a shotgun so he can open up a portal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. You have passed the end game. Fantastic job. Thank you. you. Be, uh, your name will be recorded in our in our halls, and you're you're placed on the protective rolls for when we eventually take over the earth. Ah, uh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. That but, just you'd be you'd be on there anyway just for bear cowboy because that's still <laughs> that's true. Brian, I, don't I didn't know. Let anybody, don't let anybody say you've peaked because that is not the greatest idea you will come up with, but it is a damn good idea. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I just want to say that I I thought we weren't going to tell people about the arc we were creating for you know people that pass the quiz get to live after the <laughs> take over the earth. So. I think you ruined it, but... I I, I didn't. You, you didn't. Did. You just... What? Huh? I said he would be placed on the protective roles. You mentioned what that means. Now Fine. everything's falling apart. Whatever. Look what happens after half it's, a glass of wine, Jonathan. Yeah, well, actually... All of our plans. Yeah. Gone. Anyway. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> This has been a bizarre podcast, but it's been awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on with us, Joseph. If you could uh, send us out by telling our listeners where they can go to find out more information about Charlotte Seeker. Yeah, um, you can find us on Kickstarter. Uh, the game's called Charlotte Seeker, again, uh, or bearcowboy.com. So when everybody funds this, how long until we get to play Charlotte Seeker? I think on the Kickstarter we say uh, either September or October, but d- by the end of the year is our like real strong goal. So 2014, awesome. year of yeah. the Bear Cowboy. That's right. Year of the Bear Cowboy. That's right. That I mean, I think that is the official uh, Chinese name for this year, so that's, <laughs> it is. it's fitting. That's great. Uh, so. Some cross-promotion we've got going on. Yep. <laughs> With China. I guess if you had to pick a cross promotion partner, that's they're up on the list. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, video game consoles have recently, you know, been unbanned there, so they're trying to 
to start this they're, year off on a good foot, I guess. Yeah, they're they're really embracing it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so available later this year, the PS5 from Zony. Yep. And... <laughs> uh, no, I think Kobe is making the uh, the PS5. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so just thank you once again. Uh, best of luck with your Kickstarter. I hope it all goes great. And uh, have a good night. Yeah, thanks.